how many times has Gozer the Destructor <laughs> visited Earth? Um... You're listening to the only League of Legends podcast with puns of damage. You're listening to Loila. Week 10 of the LCS. In North America, CLG comes out strong, defeating TSM and tightening their grip on third place. Dignitas goes 1-1 one one with newcomer Golden Glue, while XDG and Evil Geniuses drop two games to secure a tie for last place. In Europe, Alliance continues their meteoric rise, now sitting in a three-way tie for first place with SK Gaming and Fnatic. Gambit dropped three places after losing to SK and Super Hot Crew, now tied with Rock Hat for second. Millennium is still in last place. is episode 105 of Low Elo. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, and with me in spirit and in person is Dave Quarles, a.k.a. Compy386. In spirit? I thought I had suddenly died, and I... And, and in person, and I, in person. I hadn't caught up yet or something. <laughs> We've oh, also man. got Eric Belsauce, a.k.a. Miley Cyrus, here. Of the three of us, he's the man most qualified to collide large particles. It's true. The large particles... I can't say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week on Low Elo, we talk about the difference between kits and builds and the synergy between the two and how to win games with five AP junglers. But first, Scar is done. No! Yeah. <clears throat> now, so Scar is uh, now a substitute and slash or a coach for Dignitas. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that by most, like if you didn't start the season as a coach, then, or, you know, then you're done, right? Or That's you don't the own kind the organization way. and made the decision yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dignitas is old and they've been around forever and Scar, they don't owe Scar anything. It's just so sad though, as, as Gankenstein pointed out before that we were talking before, that the uh, the Scara GIF Reddit is probably gonna just die a slow oh, and Scara picks <laughs> slow and painful death. I mean, he's always so cheery. I'll miss yeah. seeing him around, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he'll still be streaming and stuff. But well, maybe. But uh, we, uh, we should do like a like a where are they now for the retired like yeah. Ocelot, you know. There were, there was, I don't run ad blockers, so I don't know if you guys have seen, seen those, but there was a time on YouTube where like the only ads I got before videos were like videos of Ocelot playing LOL. And it was just like, hmm. yeah, there's just like 30 second ads of him playing and it's like doing stupid things, like playing zoomed in all the way on fizz and laughing about it. And I was like, what are you selling? Like, <laughs> like why is this an ad on YouTube? <laughs> Yeah, Sounds anyway. amazing. I was like I thought I clicked the wrong video, you know. It's just it's just like a personal brand advertisement. Yeah, yeah. Know? It has a link to Ocelot World or whatever his site is where he sells like gaming chairs or something. 
Yeah, and you know, I never really got his his model, and I think there was something that popped up about him not too long ago, maybe last couple of months, where uh, he made some claims about how much ma- money he was making on uh, an interview at some point, and uh, like, who was it, Fanatic or SK, like, immediately steps in, they're just like, actually, we know how exactly how much he makes, and it's nowhere close to that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, but, I, mean, I just there... don't see being a middleman for gaming chairs and other people's accessories as being the, uh, you know, be all end all of uh, the esports world. Well, it's just a shame because it's like it's like the old the sad movies about the old boxers who are like yeah. their brains don't work anymore. Well, these are like, <laughs> you know, 25, 30 year old kids who their only job they've ever had is to play video games professionally. And then they're going to go out into this world where, you know. That Where does that not exist yeah. <laughs> for anyone else. And like, well, what are they going to the, do? The funny thing is, is that that's already happened, though. Uh, a lot of esports pros from like that first wave, Counter Strike, Quake, and all of that. I mean, look they're at the fatality. Ones, exactly. You know? Fatality is probably like the best example of you know some form of success. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But but a lot of the people who are kind of behind the scenes now, working as uh, team managers or team owners are like former esports pros. Yeah. But and I think that actually explains a lot of why the esports scene from like a business standpoint is like so super shady. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no rules. It's like they're they're wrestling promoters from the thirties. It it really is, man. It's it's very similar. Um I mean and it's it's worse in different areas, of course, but you, if you really look close, and not no one covers this, unfortunately, at least not in detail. Like, there's a very distinct seedy underbelly to the world of uh, professional esports right now, and it's not in the players; it's actually in the management, and uh, it's it's half uh, poor intentions and half uh, a lack of experience or business acumen. <laughs> competency like yeah there you go competency yeah and and when you get those two mixed together you know uh like a a a moral a broken moral compass and uh poor competency in business it can back people into some interesting holes did you hear about the thing that happened in korea not too long ago no what happened in korea there was a a team manager who uh, told his team before they went into a tournament that they had to lose a certain match against a team that they were supposed to just crush because they uh, a sponsor didn't come through and pay one of their entry fees. And the substitute for the entry fee was for them to throw the match. Wow. Well, see, yeah. And how does that how does that work for an, for something like Dignitas? I mean, Dignitas is an old it's like a, like the one of the original esports organizations. You know, they have a one of the longest histories. You know, do they just do they hire people based on their previous pro gaming experience? <laughs> you know, I I don't know what the hiring practices are for for things like that. Um I would say that there are certain organizations that probably handle themselves better. For example, Curse just because of the, you know, strength of the size of their network probably right. has better infrastructure and better managers at this point. But even then, I look at, uh, I, th- I think about the people running the Curse Esports side, and uh, it occurs to me that many of them are former esports professionals as well. Yeah. 
So, uh, it's, but on, it, we're on we're on a new scale of it, you know. Yeah, there's old retired esports athletes, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, we've just added to them, and it's it's gonna be yeah. a, a fun <laughs> and, fun and thing. Scar to watch. is one of them. <laughs> Um, and you know what, before, before I attract a bunch of hate mail, I should tell the rest of the story that the, the thing in Korea actually resulted because he's putting pressure on all of his, uh, the coach was putting pressure on his team members to like throw games and everything. And it actually drove one of their guys where, you know, they've taken very seriously out there to the point where he, uh, attempted suicide. Um, because he was so conflicted about what his coach was telling him, but then also what his fans and how it was affecting his teammates and everything. And that, that's what actually blew open that story. Uh, yeah, it was, he should have blown the whistle and like gotten a book deal out of it. That's the American way. Yeah. That, but (laughs) that would have worked in the U S maybe. Yeah. But I don't know if it would have worked in Korea. Hmm. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, no, it is. Um, but yeah, so, so Scar is stepping down to get back on topic here. He's stepping down, become a, a substitute slash coach, and his shoes will be filled by golden glue. Uh, which is not to say that they're going to literally take his shoes and fill them with some kind of golden glue. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but golden glue is a, uh, now former complexity red member. Uh, who will take be taking on the mid lane? And I honestly don't know a thing about him. I know something. He's from Flower Mound, Texas, oh. which is a small Texas town. And in the picture, he's wearing a bow tie. Now, so not on LCS on Dignitas <laughs> website. He's wearing yeah, he's wearing a bow tie. Oh, okay. Right. It would, it would have been great if it was on the LOL Esports site, like the one guy. No, he's got tie. he's got the standard missing picture picture silhouette, <laughs> <Gotcha. Yeah. laughs> the one of Ocelot that everyone is. <laughs> Still Ocelot. I hope he gets yeah. royalties for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's man. still in high school, so he's going to be another wow. one juggling that. Oh man! So so do we know how old Skara is? No. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't either. I put him like mid late twenties. What twenty six, twenty seven? You think? Probably. You think he's that old? Do you think that's like the washout age? Yeah. You know, it's like you're, you're too old, too old to play mid now, son. Scara <laughs> is twenty four. Oh, <laughs> wow! Just you, just use the Google. Wow, man. So saith the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but yeah, you know. It, that's going to be the story now. We watch those, uh, you know, in, in 10 years, 20 years when they're making the film. You know, it's, you're, you're too old to play league, son. I'm only 24. <laughs> yeah, my, my got my college is education. Like, when are we going to have the, like, Tiger Woods story? Or, like, oh, the Jackson <laughs> 5 story where the dad and the parents are just like, you will play League of Legends. And, like, oh, I thought, I thought you meant, like, some league. A player was like cheating on his wife with like twelve no, no. other women. <laughs> no, I mean like you know well, Tiger I mean, Woods you know, that's, was raised. That's in the extended version. That's like part two of the <laughs> yeah. Tiger Woods story. Well, you know Tiger Woods was born, and then his dad, you know, handed him his first set of golf clubs. You know, as a baby. <laughs> so, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're gonna hand him like one of those Logitech uh, one-handed keyboards. G thirteen. Yeah, G thirteen. Who is the guy who formed the Backstreet Boys and Lou Pearlman? Luke He's going to travel around looking for, uh, you know, seven-year-olds who are good at league and forming teams. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Oh, oh man. See, now you just want, like, have you ever been to, like, a, a, a Pee Wee hockey game? I used, I used to play Pee Wee football and yes, I have, I've, I've been I have, to a Pee Wee I have film game. on video cassette and it's hilarious to watch. Oh yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like Pee Wee hockey is big around, uh, up here in the northern states as it were. Um, and it's amazing because none of the kids can really skate. They just kind of fall <laughs> over. The referees pick them up. Uh, they'll, they'll kick the puck. I want, I, I want to, I want to know I where want, this is going in relation to Scara. I want, well, we were talking about the, the coaches picking up young kids playing league. I want Pee Wee League. Yeah, we have the Coke I, Zero oh Challenger League. Where's the, you know, under seven? <laughs> yeah, where, where is the, like, Pampers, <laughs> you know, toddler <laughs> league? You know what? This, this might not be, uh, quite the crazy idea that we're making it out to be a peewee league for uh i mean think about it think about it what 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 do you enroll your kid in for uh into into a peewee sports for in the first place um one of course to live out you know the the dream that you could never fulfill of being a uh, <laughs> yes. all-star Star yeah. <laughs> right but uh there's also all of the positive stuff that goes along with it like teaching them teamwork and hard work and persistence and you know, all, all of those things. Ignoring the with. trolls. What's that? <laughs> Ignoring the trolls. Well, right? yeah, you know, it's it's all of the positive things that go along yeah, with playing yeah. a sport. And, uh, like, we've put all of this focus on the pro end of, of eSports, but, like, couldn't we have this kind of peewee side? Couldn't we have this, uh, you know, for young kids, their parents, you know, enroll them and, you know, help like help them with their matches and everything and it's like all for fun of course but it the whole point in it is to teach those same uh those same values of sports to kids who maybe don't have access to a sports program yeah no that's a really good idea and hey if you know that's something scara could start up you know with all his free time Mm -hmm. oh yeah you could start up scara's you know uh children's league of legends league future lcs <laughs> future, future lcs right uh no i i think that there's a serious good idea there um that <laughs> someone could you know capitalize on totally yeah um i mean, all right i mean it doesn't even have to be like anyways anyways now the real news with all of this in esports uh, isn't that Scar is leaving. It's it's really that CLG is sixteen and eight, right? Uh, yeah, like <laughs> like you know, and I, this is kind of a called it moment for us, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. A few weeks ago, we were like, <laughs> "Hey, CLG is actually good now. Check them out." And lo and behold, they're like third. They're like third place and solid, solidly. You know, I don't think they really have to worry about regula- regulation at this point. Regulation, yeah, I just said that. <laughs> relegation, regulation, regulation. <laughs> yeah, the regulation. <laughs> Government regulations coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I think they're in a pretty good position. Uh, I don't know how the matches went today with uh, Dignitas. Um. No, I, I really don't think there's any way they could find themselves in the bottom four. Yeah. Well, and they just, they look so solid too. I mean, they're playing really well. well. That's, it's not like they're luck sacking their way up the rankings. They're, they're <laughs> playing really well. And they did one of those, uh, 
I, you know, a few weeks ago, I talked about the shifter is good videos. Well, mm-hmm. those just didn't really pan out because coast is still bad. Um, but they did a link is good video and it was actually kind of cool because they made link out to be this really like chill, uh, you know, he doesn't want glory or it's not about him. And, and he's, he has kind of quietly been there on CLG for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, well, CLG, uh, and people may still just not be giving them quite the uh, attention they deserve because TSM and Cloud9, you know, started winning and just kept winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas CLG took them a little bit to kind of catch their stride and then they started winning. Yeah. And they've kept winning. And, and you know, and they're, they're not going to be able to close that gap between them and the top two. But uh, people should take notice that they're doing as well as they are. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, and it's, it, you know, we look at the NA standings versus Europe. NA has been TSM, Cloud9 at the top, everyone else kind of fighting over it. And then, you know, Coast and XEG at the bottom. <laughs> well, yeah. now it's, we've got CLG as a, like I said, a solid third. And the fight is now who's going to get that fourth and not have to go into regulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got, and that's like all curse, dignitas, coast. You know, I mean, let's not forget about evil geniuses. They're, they're, I think everyone else has a shot at getting fourth the way it looks right now. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, like the, the bottom two would really need to step up their game because they've got for much further to go. But, uh, yeah, fourth place is in serious contention right now. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, if, if I can take just a really, really brief detour into Europe land. Um, hey, someone's got to. Yeah, that that crazy EU LCS that <laughs> I, I I like to watch, uh, even though my dear Copenhagen Wolves aren't doing so hot. Um, I would argue that it's like way more exciting over there because uh, if you haven't been following, like Alliance, SK, and Fnatic are all three tied tie. for first, yeah, with fourteen wins. Yep. And then below that, you've got, I think, like, Rocat and Gambit coming in at 13 wins. Mm-hmm. And it is just, it's a bloodbath over yeah, there. Yeah, there's, there's uh, a one-game swing between the top five teams. It's, yeah. And, like, it's, uh, Alliance came from way down. Like, they were last place, uh, I, right? Alliance was laughed at. Well, uh, super weak. You right. know, start of the LCS season. Alliance didn't win a game. Week two, Alliance still didn't win a game. <laughs> and now they're ranked number one, you know, tied with SK and Fnatic. So, uh, I mean, an amazing comeback from those guys. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the story for Europe right now is that the top seven slots are still technically in contention. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as as a team, uh, if I were a team in Europe, I would be terrified because it's so even that... You could see people with a one game split going to relegation who, you know, are technically tied for second. Or not tied, but, you know, like have a one game uh, yeah, have a, difference are, between them and the second place yeah. team. Yeah, even like yeah, it, even your Copenhagen Wolves that are 11 and 3. I mean, they're three games out of first. <laughs> you know, they're sixth yeah, place. No, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Um, and, and that's why. I, I, I love watching NA LCS. It's fun. Everyone speaks English. Uh, <laughs> but EU is just so, it's a bloodbath. It's a bloodbath. It's a lot of fun to watch. I encourage you guys to check it out if you, if you don't already. 
Yeah. I'm getting this sort of sense, uh, between North America and EU that, uh, it's, it's very much, it's very American versus, uh, European, how we handle our pro sports. Cause in, in Europe, it's like, we've got these crazy rivalries and, you know, everything's very close and no one knows who's going to come out on top. And, uh, but in it's, and it's all about the game. It's mm-hmm. all about the game. But in, in the U.S., um, you know, we've got like videos and glitz and glamour and music <laughs> and, you know, they're indoors, but there's probably jets flying overhead. And <laughs> I'm still waiting for like, you know, the, the guy to, well, what's that? He straps the fan on his back and, uh, has the parachute and flies all over the place with it. Oh, paragliding? Yeah, the paragliding guy. Is that what it's called? Where they put the fan on their back and... Well, paragliding, you actually ride like a little vehicle with a giant fan. Hmm. Kind of looks like a hovercraft motor. Yeah, maybe that's thing. it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> but, I, you I, know, I, it's like, it's the same game, but, uh, you know, here in the U.S. It's a, it's, it's a way different game. culture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It is a totally different culture. You could just see that from the way that teams, or the, the response that teams get from their fans in the U.S. versus EU, which isn't to say that, you know, U.S. fans are better. We just celebrate differently. I think here it's more like uh, every everyone's a reality TV show, like interest piece. You know, whereas <laughs> yeah, in Europe, like in Europe, if you lose, no one likes you anymore. So you know, leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here we're all sad. Like, oh, Scar is leaving. Like, yeah, what did Scar do for me? I don't care. Get out of here. You know. I yeah. I'm in my in my own opinion, it's probably incorrect. <laughs> But what do I care? I'm American. America. America. Regulation. All right. Regulation. <laughs> moving on, moving on to team builder. Uh, so the team builder's out, which is hilarious. Um, and, and we spent a lot of time on our last show, you know, knocking the team builder and we got, we a, got a lot of email got people, some hate you know. Mail. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I know we got people who are saying, you know, it's like, well, but the team builder's not for you. And it's like, yeah, I understand, but what we're trying to say is that the team builder really isn't for you either. <laughs> uh, at least not the way that it is right now. Uh, you guys have more experience with the solo team builder experience. I haven't been that brave. Tell tell people what the solo team builder experience is. Okay, well, um, what it is is you get into a lobby, right? If you're going to join a game, which is... And they changed it now to where the first few days it was no holds barred, but now there's a rule... Uh, it's probably temporary where you have to, if you're going to lead a team, you have to have a friend with you. I guess the queue times were too long. So yeah. now <laughs> if you do it solo and you join a team, um, uh, you sit there and wait for it 15 to 20 minutes for either a support or a jungler or both. And mm. you kind of just chat. And for someone, you know, who has played this game for three years, almost exclusively with blind pick. <laughs> I'm used to being in the game in like five minutes. Well, yeah, 20, 20 minutes in, or after 20 minutes of waiting, that's, you know, the 15 minute mark in your game. Yeah. But, and I've talked, <laughs> but I've talked to other people and they've said like, if you, you know, this is not that different from draft. Yes, it might take 10 to 15 to 20 minutes to find a support or a jungler, but, you know, that's why having two monitors is a good idea. <laughs> you can have, you know, team builder on one and, and, and 
little things like if anyone changes one of their summoner spells or their masteries, it knocks you out of ready. Like yeah, you have the, to ready up again. Yeah, but but you've got to do that, right? Because yeah. if somebody suddenly decides they're going to troll the team and you know gets rid of smite, like that's just kind of fair to the team. But it, let everyone know. And it's not for me because like I built I built lots of teams. I don't remember ever like yeah yeah yeah. I joined a few solo, but I built most of them, and and it was just so much time had gone by. Like I would accept any support or jungle. Like, yeah, it, was it wasn't about Sin, building I'm a like, team. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. about building a team that worked at that point. It was about building any team that would play. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting into the game. Yeah. So, so l- let me try to be maybe just a little more positive because I, I'm not. And we're, and we're gonna, we're gonna need it because things are gonna get real <laughs> negative real quick here. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing what was coffee, what with, with, with what Compi said. Um, but as a support player, it's pretty nifty to get into a game within three seconds. Yeah, no, no, and that's what I figured out. I started queuing as Jungle, Jungle Olaf, by the way, which is OP. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I and like, not only do you instant queue, but everyone is so happy that you're there. You know, I don't know if you got that, Eric, but like, you know, they're sitting there waiting mm-hmm. for a jungler for 10 minutes and then you show up and you're like, hey guys, what's oh, yeah. up? And they're like, yeah, jungle Olaf, that's not stupid. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, we're glad you're here. So, and in one of the emails that I read, you know, that was one of the things that someone had said that we kind of missed from the solo queue experience players, uh, is that that's, it's more, it's a lot more positive to have that neutral lobby before you go in. And it's like when people are happy you're there, they're glad yeah. they get to start the game. So that's a benefit. That's positive. Okay. So those are, I, you, you bring up a good point. That is a positive experience being able to, uh, get into a game where everyone's already talking and everything. And maybe there's other ways to solve for that. Um, but now let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, maybe how the system is, has been broken because we've all seen the video at this point, right? Where the, they're all picking like Leona tank jungle, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Ezreal, marksman, such crazy breaks of the meta. At least in yeah. top. <laughs> never, never before seen. <laughs> okay, so maybe, maybe not, but, um, and, and we've been talked to a lot how this is not gonna reinforce the metagame, you know, and, and we said it, it is, and so what's we the first right. thing I do? <laughs> we're gonna tell a story. Yeah, we were right. Um, <laughs> my, my first game with, uh, with the team builder, I invite Compi and Eric into the team, and, I think we fill out, or we, we needed two slots to finish things out. And those two slots I defined as a, uh, mage bottom, or no, a, uh, 80 carry bottom, cause I wanted the 80 carry and the support to go mid, and a mage jungler. Yeah. Jungle mage. Yeah. Jungle mage. And, uh, it, is 10 minutes about right <laughs> how long we waited? Yeah. Before we yeah. gave up. Yeah, before, before we gave I up. told you like from the beginning like that would never happen. <laughs> well, and and like I told you the team builder is here to, you know, facilitate the building of uh crazy teams. Um 
Yeah, so we we gave up. And actually, what I did, I wanted to run a little experiment. Uh, before we just quit the game, I went into the low elo chat and I just asked some. I just put it out there. We're doing an experiment. Could somebody please try and queue in the team builder solo as a jungle mage? And 30 seconds later, we had someone from the team or from our uh, low elo <laughs> channel from the chat in our game. Um, it was it Doc's the name. Yeah, Doc's the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doc's the name was was in our game as uh, jungle fiddlesticks. Uh, fiddlesticks. Thank you, as fiddlesticks. And so that that got us thinking. That got us thinking. We we just we cut that game down. Didn't play. Um, but if so few people are queuing as something creative. Does that create an opportunity to game the team builder? Is that a vulnerability in the system that they created? And so to test this, Dave and I created another game where we both signed up as, well, Jungle Jungle Mage. Mage. (laughs) Now, I was Warwick, and he was Fiora. um, Fiora. (laughs) And then we called up Eric, and we said, Eric... Q is a support champion, but put yourself as a jungle mage. So I created the game and I made the other three slots all jungle mage. <laughs> so sure enough, in about sure 30 enough. seconds, I get a little ding. Bam. I, having solo queued, am now in Jeff and Copy's game. Yes. Having jungle solo queued. Not team. <laughs> he was never invited. Yep. He solo queued for the team builder. As Nami Jungle Mage. And all of a sudden he's in our group. And so we contact two more of our friends. And mind you, nobody else joined our team in this time. We, we didn't have everyone ready to go and queued up and waiting. Uh, we had to reach out to people and get a hold of them on Skype to test it with us. And, you know, we got some people from the Loilo chat to help. Um, but we got all five of us on Skype. And had Gankenstein and our friend Connor both join up. They joined as, uh. Jungle Mages. Yeah, as, well, <laughs> both as Jungle Mages, but it was Cho'Gath Jungle Mage and, was it a Caitlin? Yeah, Caitlin. Caitlin Jungle Mage. Jungle Mage. So our team was listed as five Jungle Mages. And of course, nobody ever joined it. Ever. The only people who joined for it were whoever even queued as Jungle Mage were the our friends who we told to who we told to <laughs> yeah so and here here's a little something about how we play we got a lot of emails about you know how team builder has improved the solo queuing experience well we play 5v5 arranged teams which yes. means when you queue as 5 you always go against another 5 people who have queued as 5 they don't let yeah. you play against any other thing and most of our losses are because the other five are more coordinated than we are. <laughs> or, right? or really just care a little bit more than, than we do. <laughs> right. They're practicing you know, it, for ranked or something. Yeah. Practicing for ranked while we're, you know, sitting here trying to figure out like, is, is Fizz a good support? Or let's find out. <laughs> let's try AP Zinzel. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> so the advantage that, okay. I don't know. Okay, so the, well, the, the reason they have... the reason they match people like that is because it's a clear advantage to have the five of us go up against a solo queue game. 
mm-hmm. or solo queue team because those players haven't played together. They probably aren't communicating. It's a very different game for I mean, everybody. They, on they certainly team. aren't on Skype together. <laughs> well, yeah. and it's, it's just like in ranked, you, your elo goes up for matchmaking when you duo queue. Yeah. Because you have more of an advantage to two people who know each other is an advantage. So they yeah, account so for that. So it tries to ranked. account for that. Right. Yeah. Well, so we do this, we get in the game, and um, it we make very short work of this other team. <laughs> well, I don't know. Very... I want to say laning phase, every, it was a normal game, right? Yeah, pretty I mean, typical, yeah. Like, laning phase, but as soon as like I started just roaming around with you... <laughs> Yes. Like as as Warwick Fiora, we would just like coordinate like Flash Ultimate, like like three people at the same time, and they had no all oh, that poor Lee Sin. Yeah, it was. Uh, for, for as the though you feel bad for beating up a Lee Sin. Well, I mean, Lee Sin's like the star <laughs> jungler for solo queue, though. You know, so, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel bad at all. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah. So we, I mean, we we made pretty short work of them. Um, and it was it was like a one hundred percent teamwork thing. Uh, their build, you know, the, they had pretty no nonsense stuff in each lane. And everything seemed to kind of make sense. The, their team build was good. Um, ours was a little bit weird with a Cho'Gath. I mean, you know, we had a Cho'Gath mid, a Fiora top, and um, a, a Nami. I mean, that's not competitive. <laughs> Warwick in the yeah. jungle. No, they had they had Mundo top, who did the typical solo lane top thing. He just didn't die in lane because he's Mundo. Yeah. And stayed top the entire time pushing. And mm-hmm. yeah, he got both towers, but you know, by that time. Actually, no, he only got one of them, I think. Okay. Well, but by that time, I was like 11 and one as Fiora and I was just destroying everyone, like just roaming around. We were getting dragons and, you know, <laughs> so yeah. And Lee Sin the same way. He's like trying to invade you and stuff. And in a which, solo which worked game really early, yeah. but only once. Yeah, it worked once, but like in a solo queue game, that's why invades work so well because the laners are too dumb to come and help because they don't watch well, the minimap. Well, not too dumb. It's that they're not as aware. Right. And it's and because it's a combination. One, they aren't watching the entire time, maybe just because it's not something they normally do. But even if they're, they are giving a certain amount of attention, they don't have the benefit of somebody else calling out positions for them. Right. And when, with, but when you have someone on Skype saying, okay, Lee Sin's, he's at my wolves. Yes. And I can come down from top. You know, Cho'Gath can come over from mid and we can 3v1 the Lee Sin in the jungle and just murder him. Yeah, and then you just time. murder him. So, so th- that's basically what happened is that we used our, the coordination, every advantage that you get from working as a team and, uh, having easy communication. And we dismantle this other team. Um, you know, we win very handily. I think they, they surrendered. Surrendered. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know what? I, you know, good, uh, they put up a good fight and, this was, we've only done this experiment once because we had to know if it was going to happen. We did ask them at the end of the game, how did you queue? Did you queue as solo? And yeah, they queued as solo. Um, I thought we were we, weird for asking because, you know, we yeah, cheated. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the fact is, is that, yeah, we cheated. Uh, we gamed the system and this is going to be a problem because you, if you cannot expect to be able to play a certain position or combination, because the team builder has solidified the meta in place, mm-hmm. then that opens up the system to potential for abuse. Yeah. Because you can't just tell people no because you 
because you're friends with somebody and you like playing, you know, uh, jungle mage, you don't get to play with that person. Yeah. And, and it's, it's compounded by the fact that you can, you know, get on a call with your friends, uh, whether it's Skype or anything else and say, okay, I'm going to queue as, and just coordinate this. Right. Yeah. And then you can see who's joining the game. And even after they join the game and you get to see their summoner name, you can kick them. So you can, in the hour long time limit it has for your, you know, it only it didn't even take us. It took us like five to ten minutes. Oh yeah, it it took us probably three minutes to get everything. I mean, it was faster that way up. than it was, you know, <laughs> if we had actually looked for an actual support and jungler. It that's true. Yes. <laughs> so you know, it's it. This is a serious problem that the system has because you can, well, yeah, because we created it like you know, and we did it once, and everyone was very gracious, and we honored all of them for being part of our experiment. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say that you know. If that had happened to me, it would be a pretty negative experience. We created a pretty negative experience for those five players. I mean, it was just a loss, but, um, like we, and, and, but unlike when it's fair matchmaking, the decision for that game was decided before it even started. Yeah. No, and I don't want to lose a game and wonder, okay, well, were we fading, you know, were we facing five who, who gamed the system? Yeah. You know, or, or is this a real game that I can, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's like our little our little team builder story i mean the 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 feature has a lot of potential and we've never said that it doesn't um but the issues that it seeks to solve really haven't been solved in fact they're you know some of them are compounded it yes it will solve for the fact that if you want to play a certain position once you get picked up, you will be guaranteed that position. And that's fantastic. Um, for, for those of you who don't have, uh, you know, the, the patience or the time to, you know, pick and choose, then, then that's, you know, a great upside for it. Now, the downside is, is that it's not going to be the fast game solution that people were hoping for because you're going to be waiting for certain positions. And if you don't have friends, there's no chance of doing experiments. Yes. There, you're, People are, if they join your team and they see that you're doing something weird, like jungle mage, <laughs> yes. like four jungle mages, they're not going to stay. They're going to leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not going to want to be part of that. They're going to, they're going to skip out. And uh, I mean, every now and then you might find somebody and then you add them to your friends list, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, but, but that's kind of the reality of the team builder right now. It doesn't have quite the level of refinement and, uh, that, we want or that I would expect from it or that I want from it uh, to facilitate well, the building of teams. And it's just why it's so curious as it without like seemingly any fanfare, it just came out. Yeah, it's like, like it's just there. Like Twisted Tree Line is still in beta for God's sakes, and that thing's a year <laughs> and a half old. Why suddenly, you know, a week or two after the, you know, rotation beta that they did for Team Builder, it's like live. Yeah. Like, I don't Anyway, <laughs> right. So th- that's that's a little team builder story. If you don't believe us, you can try it out for yourselves. But you know, uh, be sparing it. with it. Yeah, don't <laughs> abuse it. Don't use it just to beat up on people. Um, but it might be worth at this point, you know, saying something to Riot. You know, we we've already written our email, uh, letting them know that we've spotted this behavior. No response just yet, but 
to be fair, I wrote it like 30 seconds before we started the show. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's not a weekday. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that dedicate your life to a game. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's move on to something a little bit more productive. Um, you you hear a lot of people every now and then you stick, you stick enough around in the community. They'll be talking about what's available in a champion's kit. And, uh, that, that's, uh, some language that means they, what's available to it in a champion's kit is just, uh, what can they do? What are their tools? Not what is exactly the things that they, they can do. Not, uh, how much damage does a Lee Sin kick do or how far can he teleport? you know, as Cassidy, these are, uh, the things that you answer with like, Oh, he has CC. Uh, he has CC and he can chase. Uh, he has burst damage, things like that. Those are pieces of sustain. Kit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sustain is part of somebody's kit. Um, well, building your champion has oftentimes been termed as buying the right items to match your kit, but it's actually a lot deeper than that. It's actually building your champion over the course of the game is, uh, buying the right items. It's buying, uh, or it's getting things in the order that you, uh, that best suit your situation, whether that be leveling up your abilities in a certain order to meet your, to match your situation or buying items in a certain order to match your situation, but then balancing all of that with your play style. Oh yeah. And it's a two way street. I mean, uh, you, you can come up with a plan beforehand, which is very popular. That's why there's guides everywhere about, about, uh, champions and guides mm-hmm. are good. They're a great way to start, uh, picking up a new champion, but, uh, there are things that even specific things will allow you to do. For example, if you've ever played AD carry, you know the feeling of being able to buy the BF sword your first time back or not. Yes. That's a big decision, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if things have been going well, maybe you've gotten a kill and assist and you've been doing good on farm, you can probably afford the BF sword your first time back. That's a huge, I mean, that's, that's, that's great. That's but, the way to start off the game right there. Yeah. But a lot of times you can't and it's like, well, what do I do? Because if you have money sitting there, then, you know, that's like money you could have used. I mean, a, a second Doran's Blade could have worked there. Boots, whether or not you upgrade to boots too. So the items you build have to either shore up the weaknesses or accentuate the strengths of your kit as you level each ability and as thing as the game progresses. And the more you play, the more you are able to recognize this like here's here's an example of a hard and fast rule that if you're like a top laner now i'm not a top lane expert uh i do play some garen and i just played fiora so (laughs) (laughs) which which definitely means you're not a top lane expert (laughs) but i've been playing olaf a lot late recently mostly as jungler because of team builder but here's a hard and fast rule don't tower dive until you have a giant's belt there are so many champions where you can, if you have, say, can save up to a thousand gold or eleven hundred or whatever it is on your first back and buy that giant's belt. That's a huge early game advantage. It's a great first buy for many, many champions. So, and it also allows you to tower dive. So, if you, if for example, I mean, there might be situations where if you tower dive without a giant's belt, everything's fine. Um, but. If you, you know, play the statistics, you'll probably come out ahead. Yeah. 
Um, and, and you, you, you hit it on the head. It's, uh, you buy according to what your needs are and, uh, your position in the game. I'll give another example. Um, on, on Warwick, I love talking about Warwick. On Warwick, if, uh, the first gank results in a kill, then, can, and, and we're talking like a level three gank, by the way. If your level three ga- uh, gank results in a kill, then level up your E. Get a second level in your E, go by, and then continue the momentum. Your second level in E, uh, will ensure that you're always fast enough to try, uh, to track down your target and kill them. And this, uh, but if you don't, if you don't get a kill at you know level three, then continue to level your Q or your W based on what your method for farming the jungle is. Yeah, uh, and this might sound like uh you know common sense to a lot of experienced players, but there are a lot of players out there who are new to the game and who look up guides and then just follow the guides exactly and yeah. then wonder why something didn't work out. Your your item choices and how you level your abilities, your kit, has to inform every decision that you make. And as as soon as you can get that, you know, you can you know, if you're approaching a team fight and you say, I have a sunfire cape, how does that affect how I can do this team fight? Or I only have one point in W, how does that affect how I go to this team fight? How mm-hmm. does that affect this gank? How does that affect, you know, me diving their turret or getting dived and and conversely you can then turn around and say in order to be successful on my next gank i need more damage and then think about what it is you can do to get you more damage is it maybe leveling an ability that you wouldn't normally level at that point and is that is uh, the change in direction going to hurt the rest of your momentum, or is that really just the thing you need, or is it going and buying a part of a future item just to get that little bit of extra damage that uh, you know will make the uh, gang successful? Or it might be neither. It might just be going out and killing red buff or boots. Yeah, or boots. I mean, or you you know moving faster. than maybe the problem was you couldn't hit them because they were faster than you. Yeah, so you you think about what it is you need to be successful at, at any given point, and then go and get that thing. And it might be leveling something up, and it might be, you know, getting an item. Now, we're not saying to be completely process-oriented here. You still want to be goal-oriented. You know, you don't want to go and buy items that don't build into anything that, you, you know, is going to help you later in the game, because <laughs> then you're sacrificing your late game entirely for an early game advantage, um, when there's probably a better way to do that. You know, get, get swords because they build into everything as an AD. Something like that. Um, little bit tougher to do the long term, uh, hurt for most champions when it comes to choosing your skills. But at the same time, you know, if you're level five, you just hit level six and you're thinking, you know what? If I had one point in my W, I can make this gank a, a surefire success, but that's going to mean going without your your ultimate for the next couple of minutes. Then that may not be the best decision, right? Mm-hmm. But it's but that's what we're talking about is think about your decisions when you progress your character, your champion. Yeah, yeah, and you'll notice if you watch a pro player's stream, they're always hitting tab. And that's not just to make sure they're, you know, up in CS. 
what they're pressing tab for is they want to see the items that everyone has because pro players make decisions based on the items that everyone has. For example, you know, if there's an 80 carry, doesn't have any, you know, defensive items yet, you know, dive that 80 carry. Um, you know, pop the Banshee's Veil on this person, then we can do this. And it's every item on not only themselves, but their teammates and the enemies. Well, oh, they don't have, uh, you know, a, a combo they used to talk about a long time, a long, a while ago was Jarvan Tarek for the ultimate armor reduction, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and plus the armor, armor aura. So, you know, you know, this team doesn't have an Aegis of the Legion or a, or, you know, uh, Ionian, whatever that is. <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's try to, you know, take advantage of that somehow. Yeah. And, and it then also, defi- uh, influences their decisions. Um, they may, might be saying to their, themselves, oh, this person hasn't bought boots yet. That means that, well, one, yes, I could buy boots and that'll put me at the advantage to them. But it could also mean that maybe you don't need boots as fast as you thought. Yeah. Or if someone hasn't bought armor, maybe it means that if you're concentrating on their lane, maybe it means you don't need damage as fast as you thought you did. If you're still keeping pace with them in, in other ways. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's where we talk about the kit, you know, all of the different abilities that a, a champion has is remember that there's, there's an order to things. People always put that up there, but, uh, really think hard about what your champion's capabilities are, yeah. you know, where their CC comes from, where their ability to chase comes from, where their damage comes from, and then modify your plan based on that kit. And at any given time, one of those tools will be more important than, than another. And you may find that having a plan for, you know, when you're ahead and spending skills differently, uh, will benefit you just as much as having a separate plan for when you're behind. Mm hmm. Yeah. And here's an example. If you've ever like had a team fight where everyone never had a team fight. <laughs> well, let's say, let's say there's an <laughs> enemy vein. There's often an enemy vein. Vane's a popular champion. Yes. Um, In uh, fact, everyone goes so far as to say that all veins are my enemy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, everyone plays like Vane is a vein. So they all use their ults and everyone tries to kill Vane. And then you lose the team fight horribly and Vane doesn't even die. And then what happens? You hit tab and you say, Oh my gosh, that vein has a warmogs and, a, you know, <laughs> and a, <laughs> Sunfire cape. It's like, right. you know, that's a mistake that pro players wouldn't make. They would see that beforehand because they're checking the kits and builds. They're thinking about it ahead of time and they're saying, okay, well, let's just ignore Vayne because she doesn't do as much damage as Vayne's normally do. Yeah. Let's instead focus this jungle nocturne who has built, you know, brutalizer and spirit of lizard elder. Yeah. You know, who- <laughs> or they might just say, let's not take the bait of Vayne being out there yeah. because she can take hits. Yeah. <laughs> that vein's mm-hmm. got little tiny health bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, you know, a vein can afford to do that because what else do they have? Like, if they have that piece of survivability, well, they're also going to be able to roll out of the way, create distance as soon as they do get into a negative situation. Maybe they couldn't do a whole lot of damage, but they just soaked up a whole lot of abilities from other people who thought that they were a priority target. Yeah. So very smart. So any any other uh sort of decision making that either of you make 
I could give I probably another example, like a Teemo example or something like that, but Um Well, one thing I notice uh just in passing is um is is people who play Sona and Sona every three spells you cast you get a power cord. Yeah. And most people will just attack using the power cord. Um and that's a really, really bad thing to do, because uh, the power cord's ability changes depending on uh, what aura you have active. Yeah, it can either what is it? It's uh, it's either slow, double damage. Yeah, double damage slow uh, or slow or or I think reduce their damage output by like forty percent. Yeah, um, and so that's another instance, just like Jeff was talking about. You want to well. I, you never want to stop thinking when you're playing League of Legends. Right. But but just be proactive. Think, okay, I'm chasing. So I'm going to, okay, here's my third spell. I need to switch to pink aura so I can slow them. Or, hey, it looks like we're about to get attacked. I'm going to switch to green aura so their champion's going to do way less damage now. Um, yeah, and if you, if just, you know... If you know that like your AD carry uh, went heavy on damage, but sacrificed mm-hmm. buying boots, then you know that you need to prioritize your uh, slow during an attack, yeah, yeah as absolutely. opposed to prioritizing your damage. And you know there you're supplementing their build, which makes you a fantastic support. But if the other you know is true and you're trying your your AD carry is trying to pick up the kill. And they, you know, because they didn't do so well at the first couple of ganks or for whatever reason, they don't have a lot of damage. Say they just have like, they have boots and a vampire scepter or something like that. You, uh, you know at that point that, you know what, if they're all, they're already going to be able to close the gap, it's more important that I eke out a little bit more damage onto the target so that they can get the kill with their next attack. You know, it's pre- presuming that whoever you're attacking is at low health. Then you want to switch to your blue so that they can get the kill. And now you're making your, your decisions, uh, and your kit supplement the decisions that your AD carry was forced to make. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as And that's a, as like a du- next level right there, well, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but it's also essential as a duo lane because if you're not working, and, and, you know, I, I always talk about support, but it's really what I have experience with. Because mm-hmm. if you are synergizing, if you aren't working together to make the best duo lane, it's not going to go well. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, same thing happens when you're a, uh, when you're a jungler, at least when I'm, when I'm a jungler. If I prioritize heavy armor in the very beginning, say I rush a, uh, uh, I can never remember it. I'm so bad at this. The one that's on fire. Sunfire cape. Sunfire, sunfire cape. cape. Thank you. <laughs> if if I rush a sunfire cape, then I'm gonna be far more willing to gank a lane that has been pushing the entire time because I can take hits under tower. Yeah. Whereas if I if I went worth damage, if I rushed, you know, uh, Bilgewater uh, Cutlass. Yeah, Bilgewater <laughs> Cutlass. Then I'm more li- uh, likely to prioritize lanes where the other side has been pushing because I know that if, if, you know, I'm going to have extra damage and I can kill them before they get back under their tower. And so Bilgewater Cutlass more likely to gank mid. 
you know, a Sunfire cape, more likely to gank bottom. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, just as a side note here, I did see one crazy, a couple crazy teams on the enemy team and team builder, and oh, there boy. was there was a Tarek, uh, Eric, you might have been in this game. There's a Tarek Scion bottom lane. Yeah, that yeah, you were in that game. <laughs> Annoying as oh all man, that out. Scion had so much life steal. He was just like <laughs> face tanking everything, like the entire team, like all our ignites, everything, trying to kill the Scion. He just wouldn't die. Anyway. No. <laughs> but he made those decisions, you know, based on his build. He's like, I'm going to tank this because in my kit, I have plus 100% lifesteal on my ultimate. And I'm going to, you know, get even yeah. more lifesteal. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and that's a, a natural decision, right? You have to make that decision. Am I going to do the things that make my kit better? Or am I going to do the things that supplement where my kit you know, yeah. sucks. And rather than running <laughs> running around with Moby boots trying to stun shield explode people like an AP scion would, that scion wants to stand there and hit you and have you your whole team hit attack him. him. Yeah. That's how he wins. So you know, don't play their game. You gotta be you gotta rise above. Yeah. <laughs> but you still gotta play the game. Yeah, play the game. But make them play Just, your game. Yeah, make exactly. As long <laughs> as that's League of Legends. Yeah. So many games. Jungle Mage. <laughs> jungle Mage. <laughs> Five Jungle Mage for the win. Oh, man. Okay. You know what? I think it's game time. Is it game time? Game time. Game yeah, I think time. it's game time. Our game last week asked people, uh, you know, if your favorite champion were to be sainted or was it canonized? Cannibalized. Not not cannibalized. Canonized. <laughs> hagiography? Canonized. Was it hagiography? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, man, I, I remember. I, I, I feel so responsible for teaching things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you are, uh, in some function, an educator. That's true. That's yeah. true. So uh, if, if your champion were to be canonized, uh, favorite champion were to be canonized, who uh, who is it? And, uh, what were they canonized for? And then how do we celebrate their, their day? Uh, this was, you know, St. Patty's Day kind of response. So what, what did we get? What did we see? Uh, well, the first response we got was pretty good. It was from Dark Crimson Blade. Uh, he says the clear answer would be St. Garen, who drove the Timos from Summoner's Rift. <laughs> they returned later, but we're still thankful. We celebrate St. Garen's Day. <laughs> Uh, by drinking a lot, spinning around a lot, and hiding in bushes before jumping out at random people yelling, Demacia! <laughs> in that, that order. Sounds like a great holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, drunken people popping out of bushes. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, like, yeah, I was thinking about the, uh, like, local, uh, Amusement park, you know, where they have the Halloween, mm-hmm. where they pay, like, high school kids to dress up funny and chase you around. Mm-hmm. Except it'd be Garen's, and they would jump out at you. <laughs> and, and spin their swords at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we had another one from Sarowin, which I think was pretty clever. He says, Jace is the patron saint of procrastinators. However, he doesn't get celebrated because St. Jace's Day is always tomorrow. Because Jace Ooh. is the defender of tomorrow. Of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I read that email and I did not understand it. Yes. No, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's like, okay, no, no, that's good right there. That's, that's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, we have one more from Easy Kill here. It says Cassiopeia was sainted for taking all the snakes from St. Patrick and Ireland and using them as a fashion statement. Uh, the St. Cassiopeia's Day is celebrated by hissing at all the puns made by Freak during Super Week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they brought him back for one week and everyone regrets it. <laughs> yeah. I liked having him back that week, by the way. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah he's kind of been like hidden in the, in the bowels of the Challenger League. Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, this week we have a new game for you. This time, uh, Riot's Next Champion is based off of your favorite celebrity. That's right, whoever that may be. Uh, so who is your favorite celebrity personality? What's their kit like? And I guess we should probably add in there, you know, what what would you build on them? So uh, maybe some rapid-fire examples here. Uh, yeah, putting us on the spot. Jeez. Uh, yeah. well, I, I, I mean, I think I know who yours is. Do, do I really have a choice in the matter? <laughs> I, I, th- I think well, Miley yeah, Cyrus. You, you could, you could choose someone other than Miley Cyrus. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Um, because Miley Cyrus would make the perfect champion. She'd be awesome. Because, uh, so, like, as Miley, you, you'd have, like, you know, you could come in like a wrecking ball. Great <laughs> kind gank of potential. Yeah. Great, yeah, great <laughs> gank potential. Um, party in the USA, you know, you could, you know, dance around. It would be like Sona maybe, but radially or something. But it forces your team <laughs> um, to dance instead of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I, I feel like her ultimate has to be similar to Elise's, an ability to change from the Miley we all know and love to international pop sensation Hannah Montana. Yeah. So how would, then has a different kit? How would you feel? Uh, how would you feel if it, you know, you started as like, uh, you know, little Miley Cyrus okay, with a certain yeah. kit and everything yeah, and like, like, like you hit Disney, six and Disney you channel and, Miley. What's that? Disney channel. Miley? Yeah. Disney like, channel. Like, Miley. <laughs> and, uh, then, you know, whenever you use your ult, you turn into Hannah Montana and everything. And, uh, whatever abilities. And, uh, but then when you turn 18, <laughs> when you turn 18, you just become adult Miley and all of your abilities change, including your ult, which then Ooh. you come in like a wrecking ball. Okay. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am, I am digging this. Yeah. How, this it's is, like, it's like how Pulse could we Fire make, Ezreal. Yeah. How could better. we make a, uh, how could we make a champion more complex than like Jace or Elise who switch between stances? And that is have them switch between stances and then turn into a completely different champion at level 18. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say to be balanced though, she'd have to be like bad. Like, <laughs> Like at, when she turns eighteen, she's got a permanent aura of shame that that decreases her team's like movement speed by fifty percent at all times. Oh, Something whatever. Like that. <laughs> whatever. Oh, how about you, Dave? Or should I go? Uh, I don't know. I was thinking maybe like a Nicolas Cage. Oh my god! Uh, really? I wanted I wanted to do a Nicolas Cage. Now, what? Let me tell you what my ult was going to be for Nick Cage, and okay. then you tell me what yours is. Okay. My ult for Nicolas Cage was going to be that uh, 
it, it, you know, have like a, I don't know, a 800, 1000 range or so. And it would be a charge, uh, at the nearest enemy. And he stuns them and then taunts himself to that enemy for <laughs> like three seconds. Okay. And the trick to this is, the trick to this is that it happens automatically every time it's off of cooldown. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. See, I was thinking sort of like he would toss someone a teddy bear and then jump kick him. <laughs> like in the face with the with a cowboy boot on because yeah. my Nicolas Cage is like the Con Air Nicolas Page. Oh, gotcha. so, okay. my uh, Nicolas Cage is the one that can't resist getting into every single movie that he's off. But I was thinking like his cue would be like crazy eyes or something where people like he just crazy eyes at someone kind of like Scion and they're just like stand there and they're like, don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. He needs he needs a not the bees where, where he, like a beehive gets stuck on his head and just an aura of bees and, and he yells, not the bees. Oh, it's fantastic. So uh, a lot of our listeners aren't going to get this reference, but mine is uh, Christopher Walken. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Christopher Walken and his passive would be a variable run speed buff that changes every two to four seconds. And his (laughs) ultimate summons the worm. Like the dance move. He'll, you know, is he walks without rhythm, so he won't attract the worm. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think so, whether Christopher Walken was in Tremors, and I'm like, no, that was Kevin Bacon, <laughs> <laughs> who would make a great champion, by the way. <laughs> he'd be invisible, like he'd have permanent invisibility because of because of that one movie where he's in. Oh, I can't yeah. remember it. No, it's a reference to the Fat Boy Slim music video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, come on. You know. I feel like at some point around. during the at some point during the game then he just has to start floating <laughs> around. <laughs> <the> floating around. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I hope we get some good entries on this one. So if you uh if you'd like to send us uh, your favorite celebrity personality as a champion, what their kit's like and what you'd build on them. Send that to team at lowelo.com. We will take the best ones, read on the air. And you know what? It, let's incentive time. I've still got some low elo stickers. Pulled those off of the store, uh, some time ago, but I actually have a small stack here. So, uh, what? The best three copy? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Three. The best, the best three and, uh, so, and we'll, you know, if we decide to read more, then we'll do more. But the best three, read them on the air, and I will send you your low ELO sticker. So if you want a shot at it, uh, you could either include your address for me to send it to, or you could, you know, just wait for us to email you back. Yeah. Either way, it's up to you. But yeah, team at lowelo.com. That'll, that'll be some fun right there. Yeah, and I, I bet we'll get one from Mega Darkwing Duck. Who? Oh my an, god! I hope we get one from. We Mega got Darkwing. an email from another listener named Adplum who wrote to us telling us that by random stroke of luck, I ended up in a game with Mega Darkwing Duck yesterday. Who? Oh no way! Yeah, I mean, he's never been on the show, but he's 
he's probably I don't know he's probably been our best. Uh, he's I think he's probably been we writer in his email more than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty good writer in her. Yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. So uh, yeah, our fans have fans, Dave. Yeah, I know, right? That's so. Oh my god, <laughs> hipster! Our fans. That's have very fans. meta. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have an around the world update from Ephrem from Trieste, Italy. Probably butchering that. Uh, he says, every time I have listened to your podcast, I feel like Neo in Matrix. Now I know laning phase. <laughs> <laughs> I will be glad to offer you not a single beer, but more than Gragas can handle. Hello from Trieste, Italy. Oh, man. We need Sorry to make a trip for my to Italy. English. <laughs> Beautiful Italy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, more than Gragas can handle. That's at least a keg, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah. He drinks a lot of beer. <laughs> Man, like that's or, that that's that's he just opened up like a whole new world of League of Legends memes, right? Yes. I. Do you have an example? <laughs> I don't like, get yeah, it. you know, it's it like uh, a a gif of a Lee Sin kicking somebody through the team into a tower or something like that, and then it just cuts to uh, Neo, you know. Getting out of the chair and yeah. turns no, over in subtitle. Face. I I I know or yeah I know or uh, I I know uh, Lee Sin R or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No. No. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Okay. All right. Uh, we have a, an experiment from Suru Storm. It says my friend and I discovered the ultimate combo of Heimerdinger and Aurelia bot or Hyrelia as we refer to it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> They said and, so far they are on a instead seven- of Heimerdinger? Yeah, Hyrelia. Yeah, Aurelia, Aurelia Dinger. No. Uh, they are on a 17 win streak as Hyrelia. Whoa, Whoa. So he says, thank you very much as you helped inspire it. And I thank you greatly for your tips throughout the years. Uh, as if they have made my training my friends much easier task. <laughs> Dude, that, that new, uh, new Heimer is a blast. Oh yeah. He's hilarious. He's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And it's 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 kind of a shame that they like did the kit what like two months ago. Mm-hmm. They they updated his kit and then they did the visual update. I feel like yes. it would have been better if they had done it all at once. Yeah, because I think people would have had more incentive to like see it all, and because the visual update actually adds a ton to the new kit. It just mm. feels more right. Before you know you drop your new turret and is cool and everything. Now it's like gigantic. Yeah, it's an enormous turret. And like, yeah. I remember Gangenstein was in a game the first time he saw it and he was like, started yelling like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> so like, dude, that's his new turret. He's like, Oh my God. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, check it out. <laughs> yeah. You, you owe it to yourself. I mean, the fact is no one's playing it anyway, so you're not <laughs> yeah. going to see it. Anymore. Just cue as a uh, jungle mage timer and you'll be <laughs> fine. Mage timer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait, no, don't do that. You'll end up in one of our games. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, jungle mage is ours. You find your own. <laughs> yeah, uh, we right. have another experiment from needy 17. I'm not going to read any of it. He just says blue Ezreal support because of spell usage. And I was thinking that that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You should try that out. Yeah, because the yeah, spell thief edge and on the queue, you can just sit there and try to queue them over and over. And he says it's really good against like blitz because you can dodge the, oh, the yeah. grabs and. Okay. Well, but you have the uh, range to still harass and. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You can get out of a box. Okay. And that, that might be worth trying out. It's like even, it's like kind of a safer Nidalee support, actually. Yeah. But probably a slightly less damage potential. Yeah. If you're bursting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. more, mm-hmm. more over time, I think more sustained yeah, damage. More but sustained anyway, damage. Yeah. I'm going to definitely try that out. You guys should too. Thank you, Needy17, for the idea. Um, we have a new player question from James. He says he's a new player, new to the game, new to the podcast, but loves it. Says, I lose a lot of games no matter what. Nah, don't I, worry about it. I win lanes sometimes very easily, but I'm confused as when I should transition to mid game. Is there a key moment? Should I get my advantage in lane and quickly move to help other lanes when I'm higher level? Currently, I stay in lane until their outer turret is down as I thought this was the objective during the laning phase. Any advice you could give is greatly appreciated. We've gotten this question before or one very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, has it, it changed it's still, any? No, it, ha- it hasn't really changed. It's The thing is, is that from a very basic sense, yes, once the once the outer turret goes down, you should be doing something else with your time. But that's, like, the most basic. And if you, like, if you really want to know, it's whenever there's a vulnerability in another lane uh, that you could capitalize on, Without giving up the position in your current lane, do it. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, but I I have to say it ta- it's a, it, this is also a, a place where it takes coordination. Yeah, it does. Know? It um, does. And in solo queue, if you're queuing by yourself, James, as a new player, then you're probably not going to get the support. You can, I mean, if you're queuing by yourself, you can say, hey. I'm going to push this to the tower and then come gank mid. That might, you know, set, tell your mid and jungler that you can show up for a three-man gank as opposed to two-man, which is, you know, the likelihood of success is that much greater. So it is, that question is kind of one of those feeling things. But yeah, a good, a good mark is when that first tower goes down. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, you'll, you'll get a feel for it, man. Just keep on playing, and another good thing would be to, you know what, use the spectator mode and uh, watch some of the, like, higher-level challenger games, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a little bit more, a little bit higher level of uh, interaction a lot of the times in those games. And uh, if you pay attention, you'll see some consistencies for when people leave their lane and go to... Uh, and go to gank or something yeah, like that. But hopefully what you're taking away and what you're learning right now is that has how little the laning phase matters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter as much as anyone thinks it does. Uh, cause right. you can, as you say, you win lane very easily, but then you're like, why did we lose? I won the crap out of my lane. You know, oh my God, my team is noob. I'm giving yeah. up. That's the wrong response. You, <laughs> you want to say, okay, how can I tell my team? So hopefully we've given you some idea on how to do that. Yeah. Now, uh, I think at this point we need to say goodbye to Mr. Belsauce. He has some plans that require him to, uh, leave a little bit earlier than normal in the middle of the episode. Is that, that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, now tell everyone what, what her name is and, you know, email address so we can all let her know I, what a wonderful I guy you are. Don't think she would appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> The truth, it, it's, it, I, I want the listeners to know that I'm not like, uh, an incompetent recording partner or anything. We just ran into some technical difficulties, yeah, we, unfortunately. Exactly. We're, so we're recording later than we It was my fault. Stretched out the show. <laughs> um, 
but I'm so I, glad it wasn't me. I did it. I did it to Matt last week. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I want to say thank you to everyone that wrote in, uh, with five star reviews. There's a lot of them and I won't be around for that part, but, uh, feel free to yell at me for leaving right now. I'm at bell sauce on Twitter. So. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Right. You have a wonderful evening, my friend. Thank you. You guys don't, uh, don't have too much fun without me now. Oh, we will. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have any more email? Dave? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Oh my gosh. God, okay. God, so Let's answer all the gone. cool email yeah. now that Eric's gone. Oh my okay. God. What should we talk about now that Eric's gone? Yeah. I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> we have one from Juju Dexter. He says, in just about every game, I find teammates that tell me to quote, quit farming and quote, we can't win without ADC. How do I tell these people kindly that I'm trying to duplicate what I've seen from pro players and that they should be doing the same thing I am doing rather than trying to team fight while I'm not there? Ooh, okay. So this is, uh, it's the other I side mean, of the coin, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, it is the other side of the coin. Um, and we, you know what? We had the, we had that email last week where, or, or not email, um, your story last week talking about the Caitlin and we had a lot mm-hmm. of people like email us back and, and you know, maybe they didn't hear all of it, but we all, we did acknowledge during that story that there was like two sides to it. You know, oh, it was yeah, like they yeah. were freaking out, but at the same time, you know, uh, the team Dave was on wasn't necessarily doing everything yeah. they could have to bring her into the fold. Um, and this is kind of, uh, another, this is another situation where you gotta be careful because that could be the exact same, uh, thing, uh, same thing going on where you have four people on the team with you who are all on the same page. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then you're, you know, the, the odd man out and maybe you know what you're doing, uh, but you struggle to communicate that to them. But at the same time, they may have a plan and they're struggling because their plan involves you. Um, I, I would actually go back to some very early advice that we gave, like season one advice that I think we continue to give, which is playing as a team means that if you're the only one left out, you're probably not part of the team. Yeah. No. And this is, you're probably the one who's, who's being disruptive. Yeah, that's the very um, polite way to put it. I put yeah. it, if you're not doing what everyone else is, you're the one who's wrong. And <laughs> Right. I think that's how we put it in the past. <laughs> yeah. And even if, even if what you're doing is right, okay, quote unquote right, absolute truth, modernism, all that kind of stuff, you might be correct that if everyone did what you were doing, the game, you would have a bigger advantage than trying to team fight. But the fact that everyone else isn't doing that, you are actually a detriment to your team. Yeah. Uh, however, however, he did. I mean, he's reaching out. He said, uh, you know, how do I let my team know right. uh, that, that what I'm trying to do is duplicate what I see other people doing and communications, the key. Mm-hmm. So what, what I would do is one, figure out what your plan really is. Like, is, is your plan? He, did he go into that? Like, what no. what it is he's trying to duplicate okay so that would be the first so i could see and i've been in this position where uh i'm still off farming the other four off team fighting and uh used sometimes it's going well sometimes it's not but what i let them know is that i'm i'm split pushing and i'm trying to make up for a bad laning phase by bringing in a whole bunch of kills 
uh, try not to do any hard engages and leave yourself room to disengage uh, from any team fight. Yeah, because it is it is a sound strategy. I, you know, I say your detriment to the team. That's if they don't know what's up. But yeah, yeah, if they if don't you, know what's up, if they're not on, it, it's not that you have to be doing the same thing they're doing. It's that all of you should be part of the same plan. Right. And I would, I hate to say that you'd make a hard and fast rule. Don't engage, you know, try to tell, tell <laughs> yeah. them don't engage. Cause one, you're, you're trying to boss them around. And two, exactly. um, it might not always be a bad idea to engage because, you know, if people use ultimates and can eliminate someone immediately, that's the, in a 4v5 that I mean and then get away I mean so you can't you don't want oh, yeah, to say don't engage you say I'm going to farm bottom you know keep them from backing um you know but don't hard engage or uh, god I don't want to say I want to say hey man I say yeah. hey guys how about this for the plural hey guys I'm going to push bottom you know try yeah. not to fight without me or and on the most, on the most basic level, that gives them the opportunity to say, to say, uh, okay, you know, we can either go and back him in pushing bottom, or we can operate as a four man team, you know, and do whatever we, we need to, whether that's keeping attention off of him or keeping people from going back, things like that. Um, so there, I mean, there's still a deeper strategy situation, uh, conversation that probably needs to happen. But uh, mm-hmm. if they know what's going on, if they know how to spot a, a split push when they see one, they should know how to respond to that. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the problem is that that's really where the big disconnect in in playing league comes from because you have you have people who are bre- relatively new to the game who will just react to what they can see, mm-hmm. like not on the mini map. I'm talking about like what is it, like for example, Jeff if he sees an enemy champion alt. That's yes. every time because Jeff's, I mean, let's be honest. He's a relatively new player. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no. Jeff has spent a long time training the rest of us to know that he's going to do that. So we know how to respond and, you know, use it to our advantage. But, uh, so there are people who will only play and then they'll, after the team fight, they'll notice you bottom pushing by yourself and they'll be like, well, that's why we lost. They don't even consider the fact that, you know, maybe they shouldn't have done what they did. Yeah, <laughs> or they might not be consider the fact that, you know, they uh someone who's maybe better trained might look at the what you're doing at bottom and say that's the thing that's going to keep us in the game. Mhm. But you, you also know? have to look at why you're doing it. Are you doing yes. it to, so you get more gold or are you doing it to help your team win? And a lot of those situations if the players are honest, it, you know, and I want to say most of the time it's top players because most most of the time it is they think staying top forever is the like pinnacle of success. Like I could be CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or I could play Mundo Top and just stay there forever. I don't know which one. I'm kind of torn. So, you know, are you doing it to get more gold for you, or are you doing it to create pressure there to help your yeah. team win? And and will the additional gold that you bring in is that worth? Uh, you know, what your team may be missing by not having you around. And, you know, and then the other thing is, is you've got to create a path for, to victory for them too. If you, if it seems like you're the one who's playing outside of the rest of the team's style and you want to be able to continue exploring that as an option without aggravating them, then you need to provide them a path to victory. You got to show them how we can win with what you're doing. And, uh, you know, maybe that's a, a point for a hey man. 
if they complain because you're in another lane while they're off team fighting, then, you know, uh, uh, hey man, uh, this is what my plan was. And I was hoping that we could do X, Y, and Z. If you don't think that will work, I'll come and join you, but we'll need to find a way for us to, co- or to compensate for whether it's a lack of gold on me or lack of items or the fact that I had a bad laning phase or, or whatever the motivation is for you going in that direction. So what you've done there is one, you've given them choices. Two, you've explained what your position and what your plan is. And three, you've painted that there's a path to victory no matter which choice they make. Mm-hmm. Or you can take charge. Yeah, or you can take charge. Or try to, but that's, that can, (laughs) we've, as last week has, has pointed out. So, I mean, it's a delicate situation and you kind of have to to do it differently every time. It's not a simple situation like, hey man, if someone's raging. If someone's raging, that's the same in any game. It doesn't matter why they're raging or the situation or who's fed or any of that. Um, it's always the same solution, but for this, it's not a, it's not a hard and fast solution every time. We can't give you a hey man for it, I don't think. No, not really. It's like hey man could be part of the solution, but it's not the right. solution. Right. There's a yeah. lot of, a lot of variables there. So, uh, good question though. We have another one from Ragnvault says, I finally got to level 30 and want to play ranked, but I'm wondering what I should do to prepare myself. And don't just, have your runes and go do it. Like if you're dead set on playing ranked, you you should just jump in and get into it now and, uh, you know, figure out what the climate's going to be like and how you're going to best fit into it. Um, you know, and and just make sure you're ready. Is this the new team builder era though? I mean, I'd say, well, the team builder isn't ranked, right? Is it not? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't queue for ranked, so I don't know that. (laughs) Um, But a good, okay, so the basic, uh, yes, you want to just start playing, but if you want to feel like you're, you know, I, I hope you have complete rune pages for yes. <laughs> every position, right? That's, that's something I think, you know, yes, the best thing to do if you want to learn how to skateboard is to start skateboarding, but you might want to buy some knee pads just in case. Right. Uh, so your knee pads for ranked are going to be a rune page, a mastery page for one, ch- at least one champion for each position in the game. Yeah. I've got mine at the bottom of my list. I've got you know, rune pages, like I use all my other pages to like experiment around and do other stuff, but I know I can always play, you know, Lux mid, you know, Zinzao jungle, uh, Ezreal AD carry, uh, Leona support. I can, I've got that for every, every single time. So I never have to worry and I'm decent at those. So, um, yeah, that's how you start off and then just play. Yeah. Just keep playing. Over and, when, and over and over. Once you, once you, get playing you'll find that it's really not a whole lot different from any other queue uh so long as you know you temper your expectations and maybe turn off all chat yeah you might want to turn off all chat you might want to (laughs) also not be upset if you lose oh yeah you got to be willing to accept loss it's gonna happen because that's i think the big problem the only difference between ranked and normals is that in ranked you get upset if you lose (laughs) <laughs> like it's the same if you win no, i get, a, same, I get upset right? if i lose in normals well it, i mean i'm talking like upset to where you, it affects your next game and you know you gotcha yeah you don't want to play anymore and 
this game is dumb and I hate leak points and all that stuff. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> at, at the same time, if you're, if you're in this to become the next pro player, chances are you aren't writing into low elo to, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to start off your pro career. Uh, um, okay. But if uh, you're, if you're pr- playing ranked because you like being able to measure your success against, uh, other people, uh, then you know what? You, probably are mature enough to know that you're going to lose. And the whole ELO system, which, yes, they don't call it ELO. Yes, it's also still in place. They just don't call it the same thing and don't give you the score to show you. Uh, it's all still there. And the whole point is to move you to the uh, into a league where you are only winning 50% of your games. Yeah. Um, so and here's another thing. So I... Up till now, I was answering the question if, if you want to have fun. If you want to be a pro player, here's what you do. <laughs> you pick one champion <laughs> and you play that champion no matter what, no matter what position you're in. It, it doesn't matter. You play that champion. And, and I'm serious. There've, there've been, you know, people way better at me than the game in the game who have done this and, and they can point to say, you know, this champion got me, you know, this many elo points or this many leagues up so yeah i'd pick one champion yeah as long as just just so long as it's not karthus because you'll never get to play him <laughs> leeson anyway yeah right. uh we have one more email from super spy who said he had some thoughts to share on experimentation since we that's kind of been a theme lately yep um he says, it God, is, I hope it's a team with five mages. No, it's, it's not that. He's, he's just got some abstract thoughts for us. He says, he's, experimentation has been helpful to me as a way to motivate me to keep me coming, to keep coming back to league and to keep it from getting stale. Right? I agree with that. Experimentation yep. also teaches you to appreciate all types of playstyles because most of the time you have a chance of victory if you harness the particular power of that style. Something we talked about today in builds and kits and builds. Um, for example, tank ash can work if you adapt the rest of your team to take advantage of it, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he said, as so, you know, those were just some interesting thoughts. Thank you for sharing Super Spy, but he had a PS. He says, I would also like to say that I like Dave on the show best because I think oh. he is smart and a oh. funny guy. Oh. So, so thanks, Super Spy. <laughs> oh, man. Dave, you're not allowed to write into the show <laughs> under, you know, pen names and things I, like that. I didn't. Oh, I got a promise. <laughs> I actually want to play Jungle Mage. <laughs> all right. Um, well, great. Thanks for writing in all your emails, guys. Um, you know, team at lowelo.com. Keep them coming. We love the around the world updates along with just about everything else that you guys send us, whether that's, uh, art. Uh, and, and in fact, you know what? We, uh, we didn't mention it yet, but we got a couple of uh, pieces of art from one guy who was doing a uh, drawing of uh, Velkaz, I believe. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. And and that was really cool because it was like it was just you know here's my champion art that I'm working on. It was like oh that's that's awesome, very talented stuff. So if you know if you're working on things like that, uh, send it our way, and we love to see it. We may not always get to respond, but the very best of it does make it onto the show. You can always send us stuff, team at lowelo.com. I also want to take a moment, uh, as Eric was saying, we have five-star reviews uh, from iTunes. So uh, let me get that in front of me, and we'll go ahead and say hello to everybody. Um, when did we last... God, it's 
it's been like a week here and there we go just trying to find all of our <laughs> all of our five star reviews something tells me that i'm going to be starting um with a review that's already been read Meh. so uh so couture yeah so couture says low elo is the Taric jungle on your team uh, which I'm not really sure what that means, but he says every so often he shows up, stuns the enemy, heals you, flips his hair, and walks back into the jungle. And you can't wait until he shows up again. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. We've also got True Biz. He said, hey man, love the info. Always eagerly awaiting for the next episode. 10 out of 10. Uh, VO Penis goes deep with this one. This podcast is one of the few podcasts I take time to listen to. I love listening and often find myself hysterically laughing in my office. You guys make work so much more enjoyable. Keep up the awesome work. Always stay classy and woozle wuzzle. That's a, that's a call out for me right there. Yeah, that's another uh, one. Yep. Uh, that's, uh, Zythrius. Zythrius. We also have Shadow Wizard, who says that we are an amazing podcast, brilliant podcast, actually. Gives good advice to new players with use of humor and always gives me a good last laugh. Congrats on 100 episodes to the team. Keep spinning to win and stay classy. Shadow Wizard. Clay Q says it's the best League of Legends podcast ever, and who are we to disagree? Says he loves Low Elo Easy, easily one of the funniest and most passionate League of Legends fans out there. From the jokes to the rants and everything in between, it is awesome. I love listening to you guys whilst talk, taking bus rides to my lacrosse games. Thank you for a great hour every week. You know, we don't really talk about the, the passion, uh, that we've got for this game. Dave, I'm going to interrupt our uh, reviews for just a moment because a lot of people write in and send us mail, oftentimes very angry mail, about the criticisms that we have of League of Legends. And they've been doing that for two years now, for as long as we've been doing the show. Um, We don't always share those. (laughs) <laughs> no, we don't. Um, sometimes we'll respond to them. Some, you know, if they're, if they're legitimate, I've responded to them. And, uh, if they're not, a lot of times people just aren't listening. You know, maybe I didn't hear everything we had to say, but something to realize is that all the work we do on this show is always in the interest of making a, you know, a better community and a better game. You know, we're always here to enhance the game. And the fact is, is that we continue to play. Uh, because, and, and we hope that we have, uh, an influence over the way that the game is, uh, played and updated and changed. Uh, for example, the experiment that we did this week, we wanted to know if that was something that people could legitimately be going up against when it came to us building the five, uh, the five jungle mage team that was really just to game the system. Um, and we found that out and, you know, we don't like that that's there and we're going to be critical of uh, the fact that it's something that can be done. But we're doing it because we want Riot to fix it and to make it better. Yeah, it's because it's for love of the game. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, and you guys, have, if you're a longtime listener, you know our histories. I mean, the I have and now that League's been out, what, four years, three, three years coming on coming on four. Well, it's season um, four, so like with beta five years, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's, it's been a while, man. But 
I mean, at this point, I mean, I have now spent more of my life playing League of Legends than any other game, which, you know, had been WoW before that, <laughs> I think, for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the anchor game. Yeah, this is the anchor game. This We might play other games when other games comes out. Like, I love, you know, uh, playing other games, and we love playing other games, but we always come back to League because we love it. Because there's yeah. no better game in the world. And if we didn't think that, then why would we put do all this put all this effort out into doing a show about it? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We are I mean, passionate I lo- about it. I love pizza, but I'm not gonna host a pizza podcast. Oh my god. Which sounds pretty good. Hey, now Jeff. all of a sudden <laughs> sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> oh my gosh. Low Elo Pizza Podcast, here we come. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, Clay Q. For uh, recognizing that, we've also got. Uh, oh wait, was that Clay Q or was that? Uh, that was Clay Q and yeah, ladies. He's the lacrosse player. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> we've also got Bishop's White Tulip. Says hands down the best law podcast. He's been playing law for three years. Only just discovered us. Loves all the hosts and uh, tells us to keep up the fantastic work, bringing great discussion, tips, and advice to one of the best games out there. Tiny Hippo says, Like a Rock, Best League of Legends podcast for Airsick Lowlanders. What's that a reference to, Airsick Lowlanders? Dude, oh my god! It's, uh, Galadin, I do not like this thing, you Airsick oh, yes, Lowlanders. Yes, that's from right, rock. thank you. His name is uh, Rock, the horn eater in yes. uh, Way of Kings. Yes, in Way of Kings. Air sick lowlanders. Okay, got it. Yeah. I do not <laughs> like this thing. <laughs> this thing. He is made of rock. <laughs> right. Uh, and then finally this week, uh, C fan, or is that SL fan? One, two, three. He says, love you all. Keep on doing what you're doing. Stay classy. Thank you very much, all of you. Uh, awesome five star reviews. We're sitting here. 858 reviews. Oh my gosh. So, so quickly approaching 900. Um, if you, you know, haven't left us a review yet, they actually really help because reviews, uh, show, you know, your endorsement, but it also shows when someone sees Low Elo in the iTunes store, which is where most of the traffic tends to come from, uh, lets them know that, you know, 858 other people out there recommend this show. Uh, and it's, it's tough to argue with numbers like that. You know, most people what they would they see numbers like that and just go, "Oh, okay, awesome." So it's got the endorsement of the community, and uh, you know that really helps us get the word out. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't done it, do it. Especially if you know you're an airsick you low- lowlander. Yeah, if you're an airsick <laughs> lowlander. <laughs> oh man, even even our advertisements have ads. <laughs> or have yeah. uh, fans. Our fans have fans. Our ads our, have fans. Our ads have fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know our segments have fans. Hmm. Oh yeah. No, this is this is cool. <laughs> um, thank you everyone for writing in your emails, your reviews. Uh, of course, there's other ways to get a hold of us. If you'd like to do so via Twitter, you can reach Dave at Loilo Dave, and you can reach me at uh, Eat Gamer on Twitter. Yes, I did just manage to forget <laughs> my own Twitter address. As Shut long up. as you didn't forget mine, let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man. Um, yeah, so you can uh, reach us that way. Um, you know what? I'm just gonna do the spiel. You remember the spiel I did last week? Yeah, no, I approve. Go uh, ahead. You, you approve of the spiel? Okay. Yeah. 
Low Elo is recorded by the hosts, produced by Jeff Wyckoff, and edited by Dave Quarles. Our website is lowelo.com. Our Twitch stream is twitch.tv slash community. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash community as well. You can join us in-game in the Low Elo chat room, all one word, L-O-W-E-L-O. My Twitter is EatGamer, Dave's is Low Elo Dave, and Eric, who's no longer with us, uh, just for the rest of this episode. He he's, left not yeah, he's not dead. Yeah. He's not actually <laughs> dead. He's just not with us, like, right now in, in the episode. Uh, his is at Belsas, B-E-L-S-A-A-S. The only person who gets it spelled every single time, because otherwise, you won't know how to spell it. <laughs> Low Elo is supported first by listener donations. For more information, visit lowelo.com slash donate. And don't forget to catch our new show, Foam Finger Hat Robot, at foamfingerhatrobot.com. Thank you for listening to Low Elo, episode 105. And don't forget, stay classy, Summoners. Ah!